Trash Catch 2.0 with David Dean and Dave Ron. Good, good morning, everyone. This is Dr. Dave Ryan with my buddy Dave Dean. This is Fresh Catch 2.0. And I'm giggling because I just asked, I just, you know, encountered David in a Zoom and I uh, I noticed a little something kind of in the middle, you know, in between his eyes. Um, uh, I, and I called it out and uh, I said, what's, what's, what is that? It, uh, you know, if you were, 16 i'd say it's a pimple that you popped but all right let me let me turn this back on you <laughs> and we're doing so we're able to see each other's faces but i've had this for 10 days and not one person has said what is that between your eyes i may as well be talking to your grandson it sounded like your grandson a child going what's on your face man <laughs> so do you do you want the backstory now, or are you just going to continue to to poke fun? No, I I I want to be a better man. I so I want to I want to do yeah. you? I want to care. I want to care right now. Can you? Can you please? You're not going to, but you want to care. Is I that want what you're to. Saying? This is it's you know it it's like an onion and layers. You know you at the heart of this is love. On the outside, you kind of want to care or notice. It just seems like a lot of other guys I know, friends, during the course of conversation of podcasts, they they inquire about work and family and travel and sports. And but you within within seven seconds, what's that on your face? <laughs> well, so here's the story. <laughs> Good. 10 days ago, I went to my dermatologist for a, a checkup, and she said, your skin is awful. You look like you're 90. And I said, thank you. She didn't say that. But then I said, I've got this little mole right between my uh, eyebrows, between my eyes. It's nothing much. This is a, a question filled with vanity. Is there any way? And she cut me off and says, yeah, I can freeze it. So she puts a little freeze pen on my nose between my eyes, pop, 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 pop. And it was just, yeah, it was cold. And she said, give this about a week. It'll scab up and fall off. Now, <laughs> between that time and this podcast, I have been in front of three different audiences, 300 per crowd. If I did the math right, that's 900 people, not one person said, what do you have between your eyes? What is that? But you, in fact, I went to volunteer with my third graders at Lincoln School. Not one eight-year-old child said, Mr. Dean, you got, you got like a scab between your... But my good buddy who I do a podcast with, who has his doctorate, says to me, what's that on your face? <laughs> So I don't know. I don't know if I should be. I should be sad for you that I'm the only friend who cares enough to say there's broccoli stuck in your teeth before. You, I mean, this is. I, I I know I know you're a public figure, and I'm kind of going. Wait a minute. Hey, the only other guy I know whose filter is 
thinner than yours is Roger Zo, and I had lunch with him yesterday. Roger, I'm sitting two feet away at Los Amigos. He never once said, what do you do to your nose or what's on your face? (laughs) So here's the danger, my friend. Here's the danger. Danger is everybody's thinking it. So A, three different audiences are not going to invite you back for whatever reason. I go, I don't know. I don't know. There's something about him that I just didn't connect with. It kind of made me, you know, I, I was, I wasn't able to laugh as loud because I felt, you know, and, and Roger, you know, he's going to go crickets for about a month. He's going to, he'll loop back and, and it'll be like looking around the corner, kind of going, what am I looking at? Okay. He's okay. He's good. He's good. I mean, that's how people are going to be for you, brother. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I like the retired Dave better because there's, yeah, your filter just gets thinner and thinner every year. I just never want to be around you if, if somebody has a limp or they're in a wheelchair and, and you just blurt out, why can't you walk? <laughs> well, which is it? Which is more really compassionate? I mean, which is it? Is it the one who, who, who thinks things and doesn't ever say them, or the one who says things even if they are a little bit, you know, yeah, not, not gently delivered? If you want, yeah, I'm I'm being a bit hypocritical because that's what I do for a living is say what people are thinking and <laughs> everybody laughs. So I think when it's been when it's been reversed and the uh, the actions on me, it doesn't feel quite the same. It's a bit more hurtful. <laughs> I actually I actually toyed with the idea of taking a little bit of Betsy's base cream for her face and dabbing, but I thought it's a podcast. Nobody sees us. They they hear us, and surely Dave won't call me out on a a blemish. Well, the heck he didn't <laughs> within two seconds. <laughs> It's almost, I felt like you wanted to say, hey, before I hit record, could you go cover that up or put on some sunglasses? I can't look at you for 30 minutes. <laughs> I, so I'm going to, I got to tell you what my fr- very first thought was. And it's, it's really stupid. I don't know why it came to my mind, but I thought, he's got a little piece of chocolate there between his eyes. And I, then I thought, no, you don't get chocolate. How do you get chocolate between your eyes? I mean, that's like, you'd really have to have a chocolate problem to get chocolate between your eyes. I can't. Can't wait to get it to my mouth. And if it happens to brush on the bridge of my nose, so what? Um, I want you to know that um, tomorrow night I'm going to make a trek uh, with my sled dogs and sleigh to Frankenmuth, Michigan. Here in Indiana today on Thursday, the 17th, it is 42 degrees. But tonight and into about mid-morning tomorrow, we're going to expect three to five, seven maybe inches of snow. And I'm going to go do a couple's comedy night for our good buddy, our mutual friend, Pat Rowland. Oh, yeah. Uh, The River Church in Frankenmuth, Michigan. It's three and a half up, three and a half back in a snowstorm. And then I'm in Kentucky all weekend. I know you're jealous because as we record this podcast, you are sitting in your hotel room where I am at the Weston LA X. So that is, I'm right. I'm just minutes away from the Los Angeles airport. 
This is my, uh, I just woke from my second night here. I'll fly home, not really home, back to Denver where I'm staying again. I'll fly there later tonight as I conclude uh, being in a room with 140 different youth ministry leaders from 60 different organizations. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's a, uh, it, it's, it's a, um, that's why I, I honestly, that's, you know, it was so nice just to have a friend that I could talk to about their blemish because I, you know, everybody else is like, I don't know them. And I'm just walking around sort of. You've been biting your tongue the last few days. Yeah, you let yeah this go. exactly. I wanted to be me. I wanted to just, just. Oh, and you were. <laughs> I was. <laughs> this is the, uh, this is the, a 10 by 10 collaboration. Um, uh, trying to be involved, engage relational discipleship that radically uh, focuses on Jesus. 10 million kids mm -hmm. over a 10 year period. And can we get a hundred thousand different uh, local churches and ministries to engage? And mm -hmm. and the math from even just from the people in the room who represent you know denominational heads and organizational heads, uh, the math is not uh, the math makes it makes you think you can do it. We can do it. So in order in order for that to to hit that goal, yeah. I mean you have to have. You have to have all hands on deck. Everybody has to be on board. Yep. And commit to it because it's not like, and I believe you shared this in a, a recent podcast. It's, it takes the masses. It's not three or four yep. people that do this. Everybody has to be on the same page. Is that a, that, and that's it. That a I, no, that's exactly right. And, and we are now three years into the dream on this thing. And, uh, and that's what this room is all about right now is trying to get the, you know, different leaders, to process it, to ask all their questions, to pound away, to get it refined so that we can uh, be on the same page when it officially, officially kind of launches. I, and it's not yet official. It's kind of, it's like in a, in a staged rollout, if you want. But um, This is exciting, my friend. I'm so happy to, to hear that you're, you're a part of this and, and your input. Uh, this is probably part of the Dave Ron. A lot of people don't realize that, um, this is not just like a little, a little tiny statewide gathering. This is, this is everybody coming together to collaborate and see the same goal happen. I mean, is this, so this is multi-paired church or this is, this is. Yeah. All, all the same. And, you know, Christina Lamas is here. She represents the, the largest federation of Catholic youth workers in America. Right. Tommy Nixon is on the steering committee. Tommy represents urban youth workers Institute. Uh, there's a there's a funding agency like from Pine Tops Foundation, Lilly Endowment. Oh, I mean, it's just a, a wide swath of people, and mm -hmm. uh, it's fun to be in it. And and I'll tell you, look look at my this is says staff like staff. Uh, you got a lanyard. I got a lanyard, and mine says staff in part because when I retired from Youth for Christ in the in the summer of 2020, um, the one thing that uh, I, I really wanted to keep chasing is a connection to this, this vision and this project. And so unlike other things that I kind of like, okay, I'll you know, entertain ideas or something like that. I reached out in that first month and said, look, I, I'm retired and I, and I think I'll have some time. And I wonder if uh, you guys could use my help. It looks like 
there'll be a lot of a lot of people uh, in the mix. So I'm, I'm guessing I'm guessing not a lot of time passed before they jumped on it and said when, how, where. Yeah, it's it's been a consistent. Now uh, I I limit my time. I basically I'm a consultant, and I give them 20 hours a month. But man, I mean that the truth is I give them more than that because it's in my heart, and it's a it's a really really priv, uh, privileged arena to be to be serving in right now. Um, hmm. Yeah, that's exciting. Very very exciting. Um, man, I'd love to be a fly on the wall to hear hear some of the dialogue taking place. Well. I want to tell you some dialogue that took place yesterday that actually referenced you, my friend. Oh boy. Oh yeah. Now it In wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't main stage, but that's only because I hadn't, you know, posted this kind of picture. Um, I never make main stage. No. Yeah. You're, you're, you're a breakout room and, and uh, no pun intended with that mole problem you've got going. It, it does look like your face is just broke out. That's all. I'm just like, but having said that, my buddy, do you know the name Seth Baker? Seth Baker. Shout out to Seth Baker that I, it's not ringing a bell. Okay. Okay. Um, and, and Seth always appreciates those shout outs from people that don't know him. He like, he loves that. And all of us do, you know, shout out from somebody that doesn't know me. Yeah. But so Seth Baker is uh, one of the sharp young leaders, 40 something, maybe just 40 in Youth for Christ. And he lives in Delaware. Now, do you see where my might be happening? He showed me a promotional thing that has you laugh all night in March at his church, his little church in Delaware. Townsend. Yeah, David Dean. Here's a picture. David Dean's Townsend, Delaware. That's in uh, in March, I believe. That's that's amazing. But that's a small world. I mean, a guy goes to California, talks to you, and says, "Yeah, that's that's funny." Well, Seth is one of my uh, Seth is one of my good friends. He and I uh, have maintained a once a month kind of connection. I uh, I I love him, and I think he's uh, well representative of Youth for Christ in some of the circles that I used to be in. And so it's, he's, he's the kind of, uh, he's one of those kind of, we used to call him Doogie Hauser a while ago, you know, cause he was so maybe Doogie Hauser. Is that the, is that the name of the, of the young doctor? doctor? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's who Seth is. I mean, he, he kind of, he's, he was homeschooled and he's just brilliant and he's, you know, advanced in all mm. kinds of ways. And, but uh, Seth's, a, Seth's a dude, man. He's a yeah. he's, he's representing Youth for Christ very well at this, and it's funny for me because I I first was invited to this uh, a few years ago because of the YFC connection. Now I'm now I'm on staff. And and as you sit there in your hotel room, it's uh, uh, six forty five local time in lovely Los Angeles. You look very relaxed. Were you there in Los Angeles during the Super Bowl, or were you? Uh, with the kids in Denver on, during the game, I was with the kids in Denver. But having said that, uh, the good friends at uh, the Westin Hotel here managed to leave their Super Bowl decorations up until middle of yesterday. So it's a little bit like when you were a, you know, a little leaguer and you your your team just vanquished their you know their foe and they're yeah. and they're gathering the gear. You you kind of leave the scoreboard lights on for a while. It, that's what it feels like. Yeah. 
if you're the home team and you lost, you turn it off right away, you know, but no, that's, you're, you're right. And, and for years and years, probably the better part of, of at least 20 years, I have hosted a Super Bowl party here at my house, kind of a, a tight nip, uh, tight nip, a tight knit. Uh, this would be um, <laughs> a tight nip. I'm not sure where that came from. I don't either. I don't know. Uh, that came it, I don't even know what that is. What is a tight nip? <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. I can't believe it'll go anywhere good. I had to slip up. Would you please let me finish? Okay. All right. All right. Act like that never. <laughs> okay. So it, it was a, a, a light tip. No. A, a, a small group. <laughs> there. There we go. It, it's uh, it's my, my dad and my aunt, my nephew and Martha Smith. It's a small, it's a small group, okay? <laughs> A comedian's not allowed to make a mistake, apparently, today, huh? <laughs> Keep going. I'm on a. I'm in a good place. I'm. Re- you're really making me happy right now. Well, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if we had the budget and we had an engineer, we could edit things and cut things up. Unfortunately, it's record and roll, baby. <laughs> and what you hear, so and so here's what. Um, Here's what I told my dad this year. And dad, I don't think dad knows there's a Super Bowl until he walks into my house. And then I say, don't forget tonight's Super Bowl. Yeah, 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 yeah. I said, uh, hey, the halftime show is kind of special. this Because I knew if, if dad was in the room during halftime, he would just ruin it for everybody. And it was it was all your, your hip-hop artist, you know, old school, Snoop, Eminem, 50 Cent, the whole... Uh, I tell my dad, the halftime show is going to be the Bill Gaither trio. <laughs> I said, it's going to be very similar to like a Gaither homecoming where they have all these old gospel artists sit around up on the stage. Oh, is that right? Is that right, Dave? I said, oh, oh yeah, dad, it's going to be. It's gonna be great. So, wait, wait. He gave you a chance to say no. I'm just kidding you, and you doubled down. You go, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be, yeah. He was so excited to think that the Super Bowl with halftime show is gonna be Happy Investor Goodman back from the dead, Bill and Gloria Gaither, Lowry, Guy Penrod. <laughs> So if you can imagine a 75-year-old man's face, which is full of food, and out comes, what up, what up, what up, everybody, woo, woo, and just start going into gangster rap, dad's face turned about 12 shades white. That's funny. Oh, my. Oh, my goodness. The, uh, the the chin hit the floor and never stopped for about 12 minutes during that entire halftime. Uh, uh, did he did he immediately realize it's not going to be the Gaithers or did, was he actually hoping that somehow the Gaithers had integrated uh, Snoop Dogg and company and uh, Dr. Dre? Yeah, I, I, I think as he kept looking at me, kind of shrugging his shoulders like, hey, what, what? And I just said, hey, you know gospel's kind of incorporated more of a urban hip hop sound now. And so it, I said, you just got to wait it out. They're coming. And so he continued to watch 
urban hip hop artist that he's never seen before in his life. <laughs> Oh, so wait, the show here, in. Wait, wait for Mary J. Blige. She's gonna nail this. She's gonna like you've never heard a Gaither song before. Oh man, it was yeah, one of those moments where you just you sit back and I I, I knew I probably and there's been a lot of talk on social media how you know our our generation um probably was our least favorite part of the Super Bowl just because it's not our genre of music, but uh, boy, the, the young, the young folk, they seem to, they seem to know every word, to every song. Uh, a number of years ago, it was the Super Bowl was in Detroit. And I remember a halftime show was Motown. Now that was, that was great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I loved, uh, I loved Eminem's tribute to Tim Tebow, which is, as he, <laughs> Oh, he's the optimist. <laughs> yeah. When he when he grabbed that T-bone knee at the at the end, I mean, I thought there it is. That night. I that always I always yeah. thought that Eminem was you know kind of a and message received, brother. That's what I'm hearing. Eminem. I'm you know, drawing the fish sign right now. A, yeah, to have a an uh, an audience of millions upon millions, and to say I'm gonna I'm gonna take a knee and pray for everybody watching. That was, yeah, that was that was cool. I I love that. Yeah. Uh, did the team that you were cheering for? Did you actually care about who won? No. Um, every year during this party, I I write out twelve to fifteen questions, predictions. Who scores first? What position scores first? Which team gets the first penalty? And uh, everybody chips in a dollar. It's Christian gambling, as I call it. And uh, this is this is the tight-lipped group that you get together. How, how do you get their answers? They write them. I I heard that the reference. I I heard which. I don't think you're interested in the question. I think you're interested in saying the tight-lipped group. Yeah, that's that's fair. It's fair to call me out on that right now. Again, I, again, I just love being with you. It's I can be real. I have to I have to go out pretty soon and and mingle and and be really Christian. But with you, I can be real. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that LA aura does any good to you at all. I think if you spent another week in LA, you would be a different, laid-back kind of a cynical Dave Ron SoCal. Hey, man, what's on your face? I love Jesus. I love Jesus, but I hate blemishes. What? I, I was. I had dinner on Santa Monica Boulevard just off the pier last night. There you go. So. Yeah, I maybe I'm a little bit over concerned with image right now. Okay, maybe I just saw a lot of Botox people everywhere. Maybe I saw a lot of a lot of dogs that look like they're more well groomed than you are right now. Just uh, and I, <laughs> listeners, I will tell you this, podcast listeners, he may have a California groove going, but he's got an Indiana attire written all over him. Just. If, if he if he had lunch on a Santa Monica pier with the attire that he's wearing right now, 
I'd have tied a cinder block to my foot and jumped in the Pacific. <laughs> Along with your daughter. Your daughter would have called you out too. <laughs> I Look, you call it Indiana. I think what I'm dressed is as a, a near 68-year-old. That's what I'm looking. I am buttoned down. Nobody, <laughs> nobody expects anything from me. You know, I'm just going to walk in looking, you know, I don't even have blue jeans on, brother. Would you, do, would you do me a favor, though? When you mingle this afternoon, the last day with your L.A. crowd, would you unbutton that shirt down? Just just down to your navel, throw on a gold necklace, kick that collar up and maybe put on a, a bandana and some round, dark sunglasses. I, boy, I, I'd love to have a camera and walk behind you if, if you did that. I would, you know what? I'm, I'm open to that. Uh, I, I've got to, I got to fish around, you know, for the right gear. I've got, I've got, I think I've got sunglasses that might work. Um, what I don't know is what the, what the necklace, what the, how to get the gold chain thing. I've always looked for the right gold chain, uh, the, yeah. the bling, because, you know, you get the wrong bling and you're sending the wrong message, but you know, there, that's you got the sunglasses on. The shirt is un, unbuttoned a bit. I think now you got the, um, now you've got old school, old school white gangsta, white gangsta kind of look. I actually, I think that this looks like I should have a white cane right now, and just be. <laughs> Hello, where, where? Show me where the escalator is. I don't want to be. <laughs> That's what I feel. Like. I mean, I'm looking at this same thing that you're looking at. But it, you know, if you're looking at me and making an error in judgment, I get it. You, you know, because I just feel defensive. I feel like in defense mode because of my my cyclops. <laughs> it's, it's hard, David. I'm going to tell you, it's hard not to. I mean, I'm not. Thank goodness for can Zoom. You, can you screen? Can you screenshot it? If it wasn't for Zoom, you would know that I am. I screenshot really, it. Okay, you got it. There you go. You heard the sound. I got the screenshot. I mean, if we're if we're have you ever had that blemish like on, on the top of your forehead and and somebody's talking to you and they are looking at that blemish. They are not looking you in the eyes. And I know, uh, our buddy Bob Baker used to do that. I mean, he couldn't make eye contact. My my uh, lovely wife almost wasn't. Uh, her 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 father didn't trust him when when she was enrolling in Huntington because he can't look me in the eyes. I can't trust a guy that can't look me in the eyes. And so he was one of those guys that always looked above your eyes into your forehead. And uh, I think that's the unfortunate thing about uh, your cyclops. We're not we're not going to look you in the eyes for a couple of days. Uh, until. Again, I'm I'm riding I'm riding on ten days with this, and yeah. not one person. And I wake up self conscious. I go to the mirror. I say to Betsy, "Is it is it bad?" And and she just looks at me lovingly with that kind of patronizing smile and says, "No, no." I I'm trust not, her. I, I'm not going to say it's bad, David. But uh, there's a there's a movie reference that. Uh, I'd like to, you to contemplate, and it's um, it's the movie Throw Mama from a Train, mm -hmm. and I don't know if you remember uh, Danny DeVito's mother. Huh? 
uh, or the particular close-up on a, a humongous facial mole that had hair yeah. sticking out of it. Uh-huh. That even if I say the word mole to my wife today, if I just called her and said mole, she would lose it in laughter because she would envision that picture. And she, for, for whatever reason, she cannot get past something like that. You know, again, it's too bad if it's cancerous, too yeah. bad if somebody's really suffering because my wife would laugh her patooties off. Right, right. Just because of the look. Yeah, um, yeah. And, I, and, and I get it. And now I'm a, I'm a bit more self-conscious about getting in front of a couple hundred people tomorrow night with Patrick Rowland's church and making them laugh. In the back of my mind, always thinking, are they laughing at my jokes or are they laughing because there's a mole between my eyes and the right. joke is funnier because of the way that looks and they're yeah. laughing at me. I will I, have to talk to Patrick I think and I think you got to address the elephant in the room or on, in this case on your nose, the elephant on um, your nose. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's Patrick Rowland <laughs> just take a magic marker, my friend, and just draw a big old arrow from your forehead down to it and go, oh, I get it. I get it. Let's just call it what it is. It's there. It'll be gone soon for you're the, you're the chosen audience. You get to endure me during this next couple days where before this thing falls off and I become pretty boy again. And that's the, <laughs> do I really, <laughs> do I become pretty boy? <laughs> Could that be my stage name? <laughs> Pretty Boy Dave. Wasn't there, wasn't there a WWF wrestler named Pretty Boy? I don't know if that works in yes, comedy. It works yes, in wrestling. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> chances are nobody's tried it. I mean, maybe, maybe. Hey. I, sometimes like to, I sometimes like to bill myself as Indiana's third funniest comedian. And I have more people ask me, who's number one and number two? And I always say, I don't know. But I can promise you, it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would throw David Letterman into that mix as a number one. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, and I don't know, you know. Yeah. Who else? Uh, who else? Uh, we have, we, so when when you're out at a conference in LA, and I I travel, and I get this question a lot especially if you go to, to one of the coasts, East, West, um, do, do people genuinely, do you see like a, a look in their eye? Like they're not sure where Indiana is. They've heard of it. <laughs> it, it. Oftentimes it's referenced as a flyover state and which is true because you don't stop there. You just, you fly over it in order to get to your destination. Do you have a lot of people ask you, Wow, you you bring so much to the table, and you have so much insight. You're so wise and witty, and you're from Indiana. Right. Where, where where that's where in Canada is that? That's that's fair, um, and it does tell you. I mean, I always reference like where I live is like in relation to Chicago or South Bend. Notre Dame helps me. Notre Dame uh, Notre Dame surprises people because it's from Indiana. And Notre mm-hmm. Dame, so Notre Dame's got a good name, uh, wide range of names. But yeah, it's a it's it's a fair question. I mean, I and there are luminaries uh, in the room. You know, I sitting next to the gal who's uh, from Princeton. You know, 
uh, yesterday, and you know, she could look me right in the eyes and say, "I appreciate you know being able to see your eyes because we're all masked up." There's a there's a right. county, oh. county, yeah. So oh yeah, it's it's unfortunate. Yeah, L.A. is uh, yeah. Are there? There's not probably anything lifted in that region yet. No. Is there? We could, but uh, you know, we ate sort of with a one of those outdoor places near the near the pier last night, so we could uh, we could enjoy maskless Mexican. Yeah, it was uh, which one one of my favorite mariachi bands of all time, the the maskless Mexican. Um, Hannah, our daughter, is in. She's spending a, a few days in New York City, and she's having the time of her life. And every picture that we get from her, indoors, outdoors, man, they are masks, shields, uh, yeah, rubber gloves, everything. The the metropolitan regions are still still locked down. So well, it's just this, funny to this see. This is the first time I've ever had to. I mean, I I went into a restaurant the first night, uh, and and I had to show them my proof of a vaccination. Really. Yeah, so it's like I get I got carded, you know. How how uh, and uh, and before the hotel started the conference, you had to kind of move through a little bit of a security screening where they they wanted to make sure that you're you're covered. I, I wisecracked it. I said, I bet I bet you just love this part of your job, you know. Just watch, you know, checking people's evidence of their of their vaccination. You know. Wow. Uh, I've only had that when I returned from the Dominican Republic, trying to get back to America. I had to have the COVID test, which came back negative. And by the way, the local nurse in teeny tiny Susua, Dominican Republic, when I went back to get my results, she gave me a big hug and said, Dios te bendiga, which is God bless you. Safe trip home. Hug the whole nine yards. And uh, here's the results with no mask, no glove, absolutely nothing. So here's the results. I may have something in my system. I'm giving it to you right now, but hey, uh, we just made thirty dollars off of the gringo and yeah, I'm safe. But at, at the airport, they asked if I, if I was vaccinated, and um, I'm not. But I think my 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 stance is I I think I had a touch of it a year and a half ago, so I, I've I've got it in my in my system. So as you know. Uh, I, I was a student at Johns Hopkins, and so I'm I'm able to tell that to people that I. You're you're a student at Johnny's, which is a little restaurant there in Huntington. Uh, people don't need to know. People don't need to know it's not completely Johns Hopkins. If you just say Johns Hopkins, but in your heart you know it's Johnny's drive-in restaurant. Yeah, close enough. Yeah, because Johnny was always hopping, and that's how. Uh, and and you know what? Um, I'm glad that that tomorrow you're driving or tonight you're driving up to Frankenmuth because um, I just feel like if you showed up at TSA, they would quickly divert you to another line yeah. because of some sort of contagious disease that you're carrying on your on your on your face. <laughs> we, and 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 somebody come out in a hazmat suit and and rubber gloves and and they would just remove the 
that's that's what happens. That's you just kind of when you you kind of want to go. Let me just let me just fit. Can I rip that off? Yeah. Can I clean that off for you? Oh, can you go over here? We we've got a we've got a Q-tip and some rubbing alcohol. Apparently, you can't see. You don't notice what the rest of the world does. And we listen to Fresh Catch 2.0 podcast. And your your friend he noticed it, but apparently you. Don't. We're going to take you over here in the room. We're going to probe you, <laughs> north and south, <laughs> with the same swab. <laughs> I am glad. I, I am glad. And I can't get a really good view, but I, it looks to me like this is not a huge three-dimensional problem. In other words, it's a pretty flat, uh, because it was big, honestly, I'd be concerned about you going cross-eyed. I think that's what would be it. <laughs> yeah, it's 10 days. She promised me 10 days no one would notice. That's right. And it, here it is, 10 days, because I did not notice it last week when we did podcast. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I've not had one person mention it. And it's, it's bigger than life. It's trending the wrong direction, my friend. It is trending the wrong direction. Not unlike our podcast. We are Fresh Catch 2.0. And we will try to do better next time around.